Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parentingpodcast. If you're a working grandparent, you might not have as much time with your grandkids as you'd like, but you can still be a major influence in their lives. I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta. Danny leads our parenting and youth team here at Focus on the Family. And Danny, uh, what advice can you offer busy grandparents about really maximizing their time with their grandkids? First, don't get too anxious with the fact that you have a limited amount of time. I see grandparents feel this pressure to teach everything Hmm. right away. Your grandkids want to be known, they want to be listened to, and you have the time and space to be able to listen to them. They want to be given feedback on who they're becoming, who they are, and they want you to take interest and have wonder in who they are. So as you get to know them, write notes related to that, maybe notes of encouragement. Maybe it's uh, taking them out as a surprise with something they're interested in doing. And as you get to know them, maybe asking them, uh, following up, right, with some questions, asking them about what happened with whatever, if they played a basketball game or if they had an assignment, and then praying for them diligently and letting them know that, hey, I prayed for you. What else can I pray for in your life? Being very intentional about showing that relationship with Christ in passing it on, not with having to teach every verse, but with the life you live and your presence with them, and then reassuring them, I'm praying for you every single day and know that, and I'm so excited that you are this, this, and that of what you're learning about who they are. Mm -hmm. Grandparents have a tremendous influence, and I remember watching my grandma and grandpa pray and be on their knees. I still remember that picture in my mind. Oh, that's great. well, I know you're interested as a listener in impressing uh, your faith upon your kids. Let's go ahead and listen now to a conversation Jim Daly and I had with Glenn and Alan Shooknecht. Uh, they described several tangible ways that grandparents can pour into their adult children as well as their grandchildren. When you're in the parenting role, first of all, this is your first go around. Right. You know, and grandparents have the benefit of wisdom in years, mm-hmm. and they've done it. You're the product of their parenting, right, Mm -hmm. as a child, adult child. And so one of the things that I think a grandparent benefits from is that ability to step back and not be overwhelmed by the moment. They can see a little more clearly what years can provide. And uh, speak to Mm -hmm. that, because I think that's why so often grandparents aren't giving up on the grandkids. They see it, they smile, and the grandkids feel it. Like grandma and grandpa, they still believe in me, but mom and dad don't. Yeah. It's funny, the book that we wrote is far from an autobiography. This is how we did it, and this is the perfect way. (laughs) Right. As grandparents, exactly. You learn so much about, ooh, that didn't go well at all. Right. If you process and think about how you would change that, I think that's a critical thing. And and fortunately, we've messed up plenty. So because of that, we we were able to write a book that we think... uh, Mm took some of those things that we did right and a, f- a lot of them that we did wrong. And Yeah. Let me ask you about that. The parent or the grandparent that has the strained relationship, how can they begin to mend that mm-hmm. relationship, build that bridge? What can they do to change the moment? One of the things that I did, I decided when my kids were in college, my two oldest were in college, that I wasn't going to go into a lot of debt for college. So I had that go down with the kids. <laughs> I opened. They were great about it, except for my youngest one that was still home. 
And I opened up a landscape business, and I would work till dark every night. I'd teach school during the day and work till dark. I broke promises with her. I I did everything. Uh The amazing thing about her was how forgiving she was of her dad. It One of the reasons we moved to Austin from Oregon was so that I could reopen my relationship with my youngest daughter huh. and apologize and take her to dinner. How did that awareness happen that you knew that her heart was being crushed? She's a, a very proud person, and I think she had an amazing mother, so she just clung to Ellen. And let me go. Uh, and you could feel it. Oh, sure. And see it and sense and it. And especially after she went away to college and I could sense that, wow, I missed. I missed that time with my youngest daughter uh-huh. so badly. And I'm always amazed at how forgiving daughters are of their dads. I hear this over and over again. I'm hoping sons are too. They, so. And to answer that question, I don't think it's ever too late. And you start by reaching out. And I remember her freshman year, she was a swimmer at UT, and she was very close to me, and she started calling her dad because she wanted that. Yeah. And so we took advantage of trying to grow that. Yeah, which is beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so we have write, we have relate, inspire, teach. I don't think you can teach until you have the relationship and the vision of where you're headed in place. And I think that's where earlier you were talking about how we get so busy in the details. But if moms and dads today can take an idea of where they're going, that God-given vision God has placed on their hearts for their kids, and keep that in their forefront in a relationship, then the teaching and the equipping falls into a system. And Glenn is great on the teaching and equipping. So It's your profession. <laughs> it is. It was interesting. I had a dad come up to me the other day, and he said, is this supposed to be this frustrating and this much anxiety in raising a, a freshman son? And, and I said, I said, no, you need to start having some fun with it. Yeah. And the first thing you need to do is you need to make it a game where you are asking questions. I said, how much do you lecture your son? Uh-oh. That's such an easy thing Uh-oh. to do. <laughs> yeah, okay. said, but I don't have time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you're wasted your time because uh, you can imagine what he did. The Charlie Brown, da 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 da. You know. <laughs> and, and so there just wasn't anything there. Um, you've got to take the time mm-hmm. and get those questions and think about w- how you're going to ask a question. That is going to get so, inside the kid's head without being defensive. Exactly. That's a really important exactly. thing. Well yeah. said, John. Well, I practiced it just last <laughs> night. <laughs> the yeah. last is equip, and we're not going to have time. So if okay. people want to get the definition of equip, they got to go get the book here, yeah. and that, that'll right. be good. But let me ask you this. What are some practical ways that grandparents can create a legacy of faith for their grandchildren? That's the crux of the book. Um, what are those practical ways? I would say it has to start again with relationship, and it has to be a person who believes. So you go back to this right, and then being involved with their lives. Um, and to me, it's less about what you do, but when I think about my grandkids coming over and they're our house a lot, I think, how can I model Christ to them? How can I be that safe person. What can I do today? What do they need? Mm. So I'm looking and thinking about where they are, watching for their looks, asking them questions, Mm. seeing what's going on. I think with Ellen, her knowing her grandpa clear over in Finland was praying for her constantly. And he would write her letters saying, I prayed for you today. 
we've got to pray for our grandkids and we've got to know what to pray, how to pray. And that's where the relationship part of prayer comes in. That's so beautiful. We've got to know exactly what they're doing. How can I pray for that? How can I pray for you to study hard for that test that's coming up? Yeah. You know, those are the things that we can get into. I think it's a great mission. It's the first mission, Mm -hmm. right? Is your Mm -hmm. immediate family. So and you got to give them lots of sugar. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> We're going to get lots of criticism on yeah, that. I'm going to disagree with him right off the top. Yeah, there you have <laughs> Facebook poll. Grandparents, sugar or not? <laughs> Every family's battle right here yes. between Ellen and Glenn. Yes. Hey, this has been great. Thanks so much for joining us today and uh, for sharing your hearts with parents and grandparents mm-hmm. about the importance of that spiritual legacy and building it. And uh, what a wonderful book, A Spiritual Heritage, Connecting Kids and Grandkids to God and Family. Uh, Great ideas, just packed with good information Mm -hmm. and a roadmap, really, with the right uh, acronym to pursue your grandkids and to help your adult children be the best they can be. Well, grandparents really can give encouragement and relief to parents in the thick of day-to-day parenting. So, Danny, um, additional tips for the adult children, uh, you know, who have the kids 24-7. Help them gain perspective. And that's you, you're, you're saying the perfect question here, John. How can uh, parents of adult children be helpful to their kids as they're, as they're in the middle of trying to be parents to these grandkids. Uh, Sometimes providing financial surprises to help lift the load financially Mm -hmm. can be an amazing thing. Not just buying things for the grandkids to make them happy. It's being intentional with that financial help to ease some of that burden on your adult kids as a surprise, not an expectation. Another one is praying daily for your family. That I, I can't overemphasize that if we truly believe in prayer, prayer is the most powerful thing you can do for your family. And as grandparents, you can know your kids now as adult children what they need prayer for since you were a parent. And you know what they're needing prayer for regarding time and all mm-hmm. the pressures and things coming at them. Yeah. yeah, Jim mentioned, you know, how grandparents have been through everything. Yes. They know. Uh, it's like me telling my, my teenage kids, I've been there. Believe it or not, I was a teenager, so I kind of get it. So... For a grandparent to say to their adult child, hey, you know what? I remember this time, so let me speak into your life a little bit. That, that sounds really powerful. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. And then also asking the question, how are you doing? Hmm. And if they say, oh, fine, how are you really doing? And <laughs> can we just go for a walk? Can I take you out to dinner? Hmm. Or can we talk over the phone? I'd love to really hear your heart. I really want to know truly how you're doing mm-hmm. because this is you're in a hard season and affirming that to them yeah. can be powerful for you as a grandparent and then uh, providing words of encouragement. We all have plenty of critics, and remember, your kids do too. Uh, let's not be one of them. Maybe there's constructive criticism sometimes, but know that encouragement goes a long way. Find what they're doing well as parents. Encourage that. Uh, point them towards the seven traits of effective parenting. They can start there with an assessment and start to talk about the ways that they can grow as parents and the influence that that has on their kids. Help your adult children learn to prioritize and see more of the long-term picture rather than just that immediate need Mm -hmm. and, and really get the flavor that relationship is much more important than success. Got it. Well, for more biblical advice on discipling children or grandchildren, we'd recommend the book uh, by Glenn and Ellen Shuknecht. Uh, It's called A Spiritual Heritage, 
Connecting Kids and Grandkids to God and Family. And we're making that available to you as our thank you gift when you support the ministry of Focus on the Family with a generous donation. You can donate and get that book when you visit the episode notes or call 800-A-FAMILY. And uh, Danny mentioned the seven traits, the parenting assessment that we have. It's free. It doesn't take very long, just a few minutes, and it's really a wonderful resource to help you discover what you're doing well and maybe some areas to target for growth in your parenting or even your grandparenting. Um, We'll link over to that in the show notes as well. Next time, we'll learn what could be the root cause of a prodigal child's behavior. For now, I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Danny and the entire team, thanks for joining us today for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Mm -hmm.